Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're coming today with the seed of the day. And we hope this seed may take root into your life and get planted into your heart and bless you for all eternity. Uh, we know that we are going through some difficult times. We have some uncertainty in our life, but we know that God is still on the throne. And as we just left Palm Sunday where the people were praising Jesus for all that he had done when he went to Jerusalem for that last week of his ministry, we must remember that we still need to praise God for all the things that he has done and what he's doing now and what he's gonna do for us in the future. Uh, we're praying for all those who have lost, lost loved ones, family and friends um, to this pandemic or just to life in general. And we're praying for those and um, that are sick and we're keeping the faith and just uh, so happy for those that have um, overcome this virus and have healed uh, from their infirmities. But there is a word for us today. As we go into this Easter Sunday, we must remember that Jesus got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. The grave could not conquer him. Um, sin could not overcome him. Um, death could not um, tangle him up. And no matter what life may bring, no matter what situation that you have to go through, Remember that Jesus is the resurrection, the truth, and the life. And everything that you need is in him. So uh, trials may come, sickness may come, even death may come, and the grave may be your destination. But one thing we have, we can say, but the resurrection. Uh, the resurrection is the centerpiece of the gospel, the death burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the backbone of our faith. Um, we know that the Bible teaches us that even in the Old Testament, all the way to the New, we heard about a Savior coming that would die on the cross and give himself a ransom for us in the Old Testament. The New Testament is revealed. The Old Testament, it was concealed. And the New Testament tells us that Jesus Christ came. But early that Sunday morning, that first Easter Sunday, he got up with all power in his hand. And there was nothing that contain, could contain him or hold him down or keep him um, bound and keep him in bondage. He had all freedom and all glory. And that freedom is us for us today. If we just believe by faith that one day God is going to raise us from the grave. So devil, you can shift us like wheat, you can shake us, you can try to knock our ship over. Pandemics may come, sickness may come, um, life may even be lost, but we know that you, we have a, a God that can raise us up and give us a resurrected, glorified body one of these old days. So that should make you feel a little bit better today and lift you up and have a seed in your life knowing that everything will be free one day if you keep the faith in Jesus Christ and don't let him go. Keep that relationship with him and he will make a way. But there is a word for us today as we come today saying, but the resurrection. And I'm here today to tell the devil whatever you're trying to do, but the resurrection. He gets mad when we, we say that Jesus is alive. He doesn't mind us reading the word. He doesn't mind us 
praying, but when we say he's alive, that means he can't hold us after death. In chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, Paul was writing the church at Corinth, and he was trying to let them know um, they had some issues in their church. They had some um, serious things going on with um, sexual sin, um, sickness, some, some trouble, um, misuse of the communion, misuse of their bodies, things going on pretty much like in this world right now. And Paul had to write them to let them know about the resurrection. In verse 1 of verse 15, of chapter 15 in 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand. Um, see, first of all, he said, you have to receive. Um, so many people hear it, but they don't receive what God is saying. Um, people come to church, they hear the music, they hear the preaching, they hear the um, scriptures, they hear the prayers, but they haven't received the word yet. It's a difference between receiving and hearing. Uh, we must receive the word of God and have that relationship with Jesus for ourselves. Uh, many times we say membership in the church is fine. Fellowship with the fellow believers is good, but the relationship is important. And that relationship is with Jesus Christ, your Redeemer. So you have to receive what um, you've heard and read in the Bible. Verse 2 says, By which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. If you don't believe in the resurrection, um, you've read your Bible in vain. If you don't believe in the resurrection, you've been to church in vain. But you have to really truly believe that Jesus is your Savior. And he's your Savior for everlasting life. In verse 3 it says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died and for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again, on that third day, according to the scriptures. So you have to believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You have to believe that he went to the cross and suffered for our sins. And on that cross, he paid the sin debt for our sins. You have to believe that they laid him in a borrowed tomb. And he wasn't like the History Channel or those skeptics may say. He wasn't in a coma. He wasn't asleep. He was dead. After dying for our sins, placed in a borrowed tomb. But early that Sunday morning, the first Easter Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Nobody took him. Nobody stole him. Um, the disciples didn't do it. The Bible said that um, he stepped out of the tomb with all power in his hand. In verse 5, it says, And that he was seen by Peter, then by the twelve. What I love about God in the scripture, he gives us the testimony he backs his word up with reality. And that's what he's doing in verse 5 and the next couple of verses about the resurrection. He says, Peter saw Jesus first and then the 12 disciples on that Sunday of the resurrection. In verse 6 it says, After that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the disciples, apostles, and last of all, he was seen by me and born in due time. So the apostles saw him. There were people 
who were having a meeting one day, according to the scripture, 500 people to be exact. And the Bible said that um, some of them had died by the time this scripture was written, but some of them were still alive. And Paul says, some have fallen asleep, but some are still alive that saw Jesus that day. His brother James gave testimony, especially in his epistles, about um, the risen Savior. And then Paul says, then I was last. But he said, I saw him. Um, Paul was a persecutor of the church. He, he put people in jail who were following this new type religion of Christianity. Um, he's an accuser of the brethren, the Bible says. And the Bible says that um, one day on his way to Damascus, he, he encountered Jesus Christ. And Jesus stopped him in his tracks. And he fell off his horse. And the Bible says, Jesus said, um, Paul, his at this time his name was Saul. Saul, why kick against the pricks? Why persecuted my church? Uh, then Paul changed his life forever. He got on the battlefield for the Lord. He wrote majority of the New Testament scriptures. Um, he saw something that day that changed his life forever. And I hope somebody is hearing something today when we talk about the resurrection. If you got doubt in your mind, if you got any hesitation that Jesus didn't get up out the grave, I hope by the end of this um, exhortation that you believe a little bit more in what happened in that grave over 2,000 years ago. In verse 33, um, Paul is talking to the people at court. He said, but don't be deceived. Sin not. The resurrection is real. Some of those people didn't believe in the resurrection. and They, they thought that if you're just leaving, living for Jesus while you're alive, it was vain because you didn't have everlasting life. Um, but Paul says, don't be deceived. Don't listen to the wrong folk. Believe ye the scripture and believe what they preached and believe what you've heard, that Jesus is real and he was raised from the grave and that power is for you also to be raised from the grave one day. In verse 44, he says uh, that we are sown in natural bodies into the ground. The same way a seed goes into the ground dead, but then it produces a root that a, a plant will bust through the ground and become alive and start heading toward the sun to get light. That's the same way we are. One day we have to die dead, being put into the ground or wherever we may be, but we shall live again and have life everlasting. In verse 52, he says, um, in a moment and twinkling of an eye, uh, we shall be changed when that last trumpet sounds. There is a day coming where Jesus shall return. And he's going to come for his people and those that follow him and those that believe and those that haven't fallen and given up and changed their minds about the resurrection. And if you keep on reading, it says, oh, grave, uh, oh, death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? Uh, for the, the sin is the power of death and sin comes from um, knowing the law, because the law tells us what we're doing wrong. That's the Old Testament, and where the sin is in our life. And the sin is what's causing us to die, like it did with Adam. We don't know how long Adam could have lived, but when he sinned by taking that fruit that Eve gave him, the Bible says he immediately began to die. And over maybe 120 years, according to history and tradition, he was dead. 
sin causes us to die. It's, it's, it's a, um, Jesus said and God said that uh, the penalty of sin was death. And, but the gift of God is everlasting life. If you keep the faith, no matter what life, pandemic, trouble, heartache, financial situation comes along, keep your faith in Jesus and his death, burial, and resurrection. And if it gets so hard, you can say, but the resurrection, I know my Redeemer live it. And one day he shall stand upon the earth and I shall live with him forever. I just want to pray with you today. Heavenly Father, we come now. We thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for the resurrection. And we thank you for the power and the glory. We thank you, Father God, for sitting at the right hand of your Father in heaven. And Jesus, you're interceding on our behalf, interceding for our good, working it out for your children. We thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. There may be somebody today who may not know Jesus for yourself. And I'm here today to tell you, um, this is your chance right now. If you repeat after me and answer these questions and believe it in your heart and confess it with your mouth, you shall be changed. Do you want to repent of your sin? Say, I do. Uh, that means to turn 180 degrees, turn the opposite way of what you're doing right now that you know is sin by the scriptures in the Bible. Do you believe that Jesus Christ came to this world to die on the cross of Calvary? Do you believe? Do you believe that he went to a barred tomb, but early that Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand? Do you believe? Say, I believe. Do you believe that he went to, uh, walked around for a few days and was seen by Peter and all those disciples and the 500 folk, James, and, um, and walked with them and talked with them and then went back to glory to his father and now he sits at the right hand of God? Do you believe that he's coming back again? For all those who keep the faith and believe in that death, burial, and resurrection. Where if you can believe in your heart and confess it with your mouth, then your name is written in the books of heaven. Go get in a good Bible teaching church where you can hear the testimonies of the saints and hear the scriptures of what God is able to do in your life. We love you, Ed Neely. And remember, keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be helping somebody along the way. Thank mm -hmm. you.